Hi, my name is Tracy Cook and welcome to the Faith-Based Women in Business series. On today's episode, we have a very exciting guest and we're going to welcome her in a moment. We have the honour of speaking with a exceptional leader. She's not just making an impact in her field, but she's shaping the future of it. And you'll want to hear what she has to say about innovation, success, the power of determination, and how faith plays a role in her business and brand. Robin Whitworth, welcome to the Faith-Based Women in Business series. Thank you. Happy to be here. You're very welcome. Can you please let us know who you are, where you are, what you do? <laughs> well, I am a, I am a woman in business <laughs> um, in all the way in the West United States in Idaho. I'm in the southeastern corner if you look at the United States, but um, we're under snow right now, <laughs> so I don't know what time of the year it is for you. Um, I have five children. Um, they're all still in school age, so I'm a woman in business, but also a full-time mom, um, and I have been married for 20 years to my sweetheart, um, and he has his own career that I get to support also. Um you know, as a support system. Any other specifics you'd like me to share? What do you do as part of your business? What do I do? So I noticed um, I did some health coaching for a while, then I did business coaching. Successful in both fields, but what I learned was as I started to coach women who were also Christian, which is, I, I, I'm in the Christian denomination, and I noticed that there was a trend among Christian women that were, they felt second to their husbands. Um, in the Christian communities, often there is a patriarchal type order where the man provides, the man makes the decisions, the man is the authority. And that is something that is very old, <laughs> very ancient, scriptural. And I was seeing that clients in either both of these areas were scared to step out, scared to have a voice, very a lot of a lot of um insecurity, uncertainty around stepping out and being seen as a leader, stepping out and contributing to the societies. And as I was able to grow and change in my business, I was like, there's a specific reason I'm able to do this. What's the process? What is this thing? And so I started mapping it and I created a program called the Elevated Mother Experience. And that's what I do. I take these Christian women that really want more, but they it's not, it's kind of a taboo subject in the Christian communities for a woman to want more than motherhood. And I help them to shift their mindsets and how that looks scripturally and um, to be able to break out and do what they want to do. How valuable and what a, a powerful service that you're helping these women with as well. And in, in what ways do you believe your faith has, has equipped you with these like unique strengths and perspectives? You just shared us a great insight there uh, that help you succeed um, to get these results for these women. Well, in my faith, we believe that we were born or that we existed before we were born onto this earth, that we've been in a being of intelligence for, for as long as intelligence has existed. 
and that we also believe that we continue to progress after we die. And this belief offers me the faith that I could have, and I believe it, leaning right, leaning into that belief that because I existed so long before here, I had opportunity to learn and grow and develop gifts that I then identify here that become natural to me, that are ways that I can serve, that I've had, and it was designed for me to discover it while I was here for a specific use, a specific purpose, if you will. Um, And also just the idea that this human existence is kind of a small blip in my entire existence allows me to really feel gratitude for it that I wanted to come here and feel all the human things. So whether I'm feeling joy or pain or the hard or the simple, I'm grateful for it all, knowing that I wanted to come here and have this experience to allow this to help me to grow even more. And I think that having that long-term perspective for the most of my life, believing that this isn't the end, this isn't, I don't have, I see in other people and cultures that there's like this, well, this is it, you know, you only live once type thing. And I, I respect that. That can be great. It can serve you. But I have seen in my faith where I believe I'm going to progress past this. And also that there's people that have come before me with that same idea that we're all just kind of here helping each other. And there's not a reason to fear the limitation of my life. That's so amazing. I'm, I come from a non-faith background, and I just find this just so interesting and and so powerful, and so that's the way it should be type of feeling around this, um, because mm. it makes sense, right? It just makes sense to want to be able to be there to help other people, and you're just shining such a light on something that needs discussion around. Um, I'm very intrigued as well, Robin. Um, What would be some of the specific ways that you incorporate maybe social responsibility into your business practices and how do you measure the impact of those efforts as well? So I kind of answered, I thought about this question um, from I don't know if it's okay to say that I did reach out to you before this interview and, and get Absolutely. some clarity. Um, I answered this from a perspective that social responsibility being social responsibility being how my business impacts humanity. And I've long held the idea that leaders are those who desire to contribute. Leaders are those who truly desire to contribute something to humanity while they're here. Um, some seen, some unseen. I see business as an avenue to not only contribute to like charitable causes that I feel strongly about, but I'm also doing something that isn't modeled and isn't seen as a mother with five children in a Christian community, stepping out as a leader, but I'm also creating jobs. Like that's pretty awesome. (laughs) Like I know not every country has the same infrastructure or whatever, but I do see that I'm creating jobs with my team. I'm creating a culture of a safe space where mothers can come and we talk completely transparent about these things. There's no judgment. It's a safe place, a healthy place for mothers to come out from behind their doors and say, I feel this. 
does anyone else on the boat with me? Can we, can we talk about this? And as I've seen my clients grow and change in their um, confidence in themselves, really leaning into who they were before marriage, before motherhood, it's just sends tingles down my spine. It's just, I see that one changed mom who shifts some of these very limiting belief systems, it changes their whole family, changes the children, changes their everything that's kind of cycled through maybe generations in their families on the husband's side, the mom's side, it stops with them. They become, as as the world is seeing now, this world cycle breakers, these generational energy breakers that, and I'm like, wow, this ripple effect is going to be huge. And I'm seeing it like just within my clients' families. It only takes one generation to dramatically change addiction behaviors, obesity markers, cancer markers, depression, tendency, poverty, like one. And I think, man, if I can change one mom, I've changed generations. If I can help this, if me stepping out can create that vacuum of space for another mom to step in, then let's just do it. Let's just keep going. This is, you know what I mean? It's just helping elevate. They say a rising tide lifts all the boats. If we can elevate the consciousness of these mothers, we're elevating the consciousness of humanity. Mm, Most definitely. And we're not. We're not just changing one life. I love the way you touched on your changing generations. You're creating that that new legacy, right? And the children are seeing their mums be her best version. The family dynamic is changing. And I just think it's just such a pivotal time for women and it's women like you leading that charge to break those generational barriers and create this beautiful, safe space where they can come and share who they really are and really step into that. That's absolutely amazing. Um, I'm just curious as well, Robin, have you ever faced a situation maybe where your business was maybe threatened or um, miscommunicated in some way because of your beliefs? And how did you navigate through that situation if there was one? Honestly, Tracy, (laughs) I have not had this experience as the question states that I haven't been threatened. I haven't had, you know, hate emails or messages. Um, I've had people that have left, say, like an online community said, you know, I'm not sure this agrees with me. And I will tell you one of the greatest things that I um, decided to take into my belief system was that I'm 100% okay being misunderstood. I think that everybody chooses what's right for them and what's going to serve them. And I respect that. Um, I think that comes across really clear in my messaging. So maybe that's helped not have that experience, or maybe it's yet to come. I, I don't know, but that's kind of been my experience in that. I think it would have helped not having that experience as well, because I call it a sift and sort. People just sift and sort themselves based on where they feel as though is a fit. And that's okay. That's okay to do that, to to take a peek in and go, you know what, it's not quite a fit. Thank you very much. I'm out. And, and that's okay. And um, I'm I'm so glad that you touched on that as well because um, that is okay to do that. Not everyone is for everyone and we all have to find our own fit. And have you ever found that your faith 
has provided you, you've said about these beautiful women and the mums and they're finding a, a, a safe space. So it's already provided um, a network and support. Do you have network and support as well, or is it a mutual kind of value exchange with these other mums in that space? You know, I really love, I love that question. Um, I feel like it's, it's interesting because I think the Christian communities like to talk about how it's an instant support system, how in the Christian communities, we, uh, a lot of times part of the doctrine or whatever, however people are going to phrase it is to care for one another, to support one another. And it's a kind of a natural community feeling inside of a church community. Um, However, I'm discovering that there's a lot of um, maybe hidden agendas or politics, <laughs> political feelings, just who wears what, that there's kind of this societal rubbing that's going on within these communities that are meant to be a lot of, you know, charity and not judging. And yet you can find that there's a lot of experiences among women where they feel very highly judged very highly unsupported within their church communities. And I feel that um, as, as I've stepped into a space of just saying, hey, come over here, let's chat. People are like, man, I wish this was in our church community. And I've left pondering how come it's different if I create this space versus what's happening out here. And I realized some of that's just our humanness. Some of that is our humanness. Um, but I found that when I teach about how I believe about my particular feelings of who God is or these, my belief that there's ancestral souls that support me, it's helping to start to help these women to see that as well. And they're no longer looking to other people to feel either validated or I'm necessary in this space because this person has a worse, you know, experience than I did. I have to help her. They can then go, you know what? We all have our stuff. We all have our stuff. And we're starting to just kind of break the walls down to where we don't show up in a space and have to show up this way. And then we go back home and cry behind our doors. We're actually becoming more transparent as just the original child of God that we are knowing that this is, this is where my support, I guess it's like God is always there. My belief says his existence and his power is always here. And if I believe that that is my support all the time, I don't have to look for evidence of support of anyone else. Really. It's like, if he's supporting me through that person or this software or whatever it is, I'm always supported. I've never lacked support with this particular belief. And I also believe, and as I'm, you know, reaching out and teaching a lot of these women and, and I'm networking with people that teach the same, that there's ancestors that have come before that are supporting you. There's souls that are out there that are supporting what you're doing. They're supporting the change and the things that need to happen. As I move forward with like, you know, money, belief, growth opportunities, fears about credibility, worthiness to speak out or teach, I lean into belief that my ancestors are cheering me on because I'm breaking cycles, generational cycles. And that support, you know, believing in that, really leaning into that, I start to feel it. I really feel it. 
I feel this unseen support that's just, it's just, I don't know, I feel it in my being and I can feel it for other people. I see it. You know, when, when I talk to other people and we're talking about these hard situations or breaking out of judgment or whatever, I can sense that there is a deep family connection or an ancestral connection with people where their ancestors are like, yeah, break the cycle, break the cycle. We're cheering for you. We can see this happening. Move into your future. It's just beautiful. And I believe that um, as we build this, this kingdom of God, this this feeling of support and charity and bearing one another's burdens and really just being kind and beings of love that we're meant to be like, that is just what this is all about. Like just loving everybody and playing your part in it. You know, I don't know if that answered your question all the way, but there's so much to that question that I was just like, wow, definitely. My faith has provided a lot of ideas of what support is, where it can come from. And it's just anybody that can love can be a support system, you know? I love that. And I loved how you you really framed that as well. And you gave us such a, a few unique perspectives from all different angles. And I, I, I'm sure we could have a conversation for an hour about this and go go deeper on this. But you've really touched on quite a lot of things that maybe I didn't even think about um, that were kind of faith-related as well. And to be able to build out those networks and those support systems. But you know, we don't need external validation to be our best selves either, do we? And I, I like the way you really touched on it, you know, to give you everything that you actually need. You know, God provides and he's given you everything you need to support you. And that is a great perspective. I I, I absolutely love that. And I felt the energy around that as well. And you've got this support system that you build as a leader for other people. You're getting your support from God and what he provides for you to be able to make you and your family feel supported and um, loved and validated and creative and leadership and all the magic that goes with that. And what advice would you give to maybe women in business who are seeking a strong support system that maybe don't have one and and are behind those closed closed doors that you mentioned? You know, it was this past summer, we had an experience in our family where my daughter was, um, had a pretty bad accident doing water skiing. And through that experience, I just had lots of people come out of the woodwork supporting my family and and I was just so grateful. And I was sitting with a friend and she just looked at me and she said, Robin, how did you cultivate such a support network? I'd like to cultivate something like that. Tell me. And it really, that word cultivate has stuck with me ever since that conversation. I thought, you know what? Creating that support system, that network, you get to cultivate it just like a garden. (laughs) Support is seeds that are sown and attended to You know, if you think about that, you get to give time continually to what you want to grow. You find what nurtures best. You expect growth opportunities like in a, you know, joining groups that, you know, you need or expect pruning opportunities, times where you get to cut something out of your life, maybe, or change a relationship. You have to weed out harmful 
unhelpful experiences or media or whatever, become aware of the ones that help you more, the people that are cheering you, that are nurturing you, what's really working, what's empowering you, and then allow your light to shine and believe, you know, that these things are growing with absolutely no strings attached, just believing that these things are happening for you and see what fruits come from which seeds you plant you know, and start nurturing the ones that are growing what you'd like. A a strong support system is truly cultivated by you. Just like as if you were planting a seed, you talk to that person, you talk to that person, nurture a little, see what happens and just really let it fly for what it's going to be with no expectation, you know, and just kind of watch it grow and see what happens and what empowers you the most and keep feeding those seeds, I guess. That is a great word, cultivate. It's a word that really fits building those networks and really evolving with the growth as well. I love that word. Thank you very much for sharing that. That's very insightful. What kind of message would you like to leave the audience on today, Rowan? The kind of message that I would like to leave. You know, as a woman in a faith based business, I've had people ask me, um, is that scary to niche yourself down into a religious sector? Are you afraid of that limitation? And I found, you know what, when we lean into our greatest strengths, the things like you've asked me to share, you know, what are the unique things about my faith that allow this, that, and the other, as I've leaned into that, that is when my business grew the most is when I got over that fence of thinking that leaning into a place that where so many of my support and seeds and joys are found is when I found my business to grow the very, very, very most. So lean into whatever it is you believe in so strongly and you'll find your voice more supported and wholly loved and it can grow there very well. Some definite words of advice there. This has been really insightful. And I know that anybody who is faith-based and non-faith-based listening to this episode today, I hope that you've got a new perspective, been given some insights and some clarity around who you are and who you're meant to be as well. I'm going to take the word cultivate throughout this series. I think it is just the epitome of growth. So thank you very much today, Robin, for for sharing all those real things with us and your real, your real talk, and you're providing such a service as a leader in a Christian-based business. Thank you very much. And don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and share, and we'll see you on the next faith-based episode of Women in Business. Thanks, Robin.